thing that you just said is a, is a way that men try to hold women down. Don't tell me it's not a fight. If I choose to make it a fight, I will make it a fight. You've already made it a about. fight, but you need it's to calm down. It's not a down. fight. I just increase the volume of my voice. But you need to calm down. I will never, I will knock your head. When I finish knocking your head, the imprints that I put in your head, I will now pour palm oil inside. And when I pour palm oil inside, I will now use it to fry the effort that I'm going to make for my husband. How, how long have you thought about this? I just thought about it now. And you think it's out of place to tell you to calm down, but just thinking about it. This it's is the fact that I told me to calm down that has elevated me. This is why, generally, right, when God was calling people, he was calling men, and he didn't call women. Because Peter cut off one person's ear. If it was a woman, he called. She would have killed six people when Jesus Christ was still telling her to calm down. So, again, I say, calm down. Hi, Bella. How are you doing? I just wish I could just say something to stab you. <laughs> again. I'm done. Well, I already I'm... said that stabbing your nose thing about somebody else. Yes, today. you already said like. Yeah. No, but that girl, she deserves for her nose to be stabbed. Bella, nobody deserves for their nose to no, be stabbed. No, but I didn't tell you nose. I said cheeks. No, you said nose. You said you want to okay, use like the middle of her nose. I told like, that me that I want to puncture so that the cheeks will deflate. Um, Bella does not speak for myself or her right now. Neither does she speak, I don't for, speak for the podcast. The podcast. This, this we don't just support violence in any way, shape, or form. A hormonal. Um, we are just looking at her, and in my spirit, I'm saying, get deep behind Bella Satan. I just, I just really want to like. I just want to. Start I have a quote you. for today. Can I use your keys? To what? Because instead of you to be petting me, I'm telling you to calm down. And if I call Busaya and tell her that this is what you should be very disappointed in you. Go it will not be the first time. Fair enough. And I'm yeah, very certain. I'm very certain that it will not be the last. Men are riddled with disappointment. Human beings, in general, life is like looking for your phone. Most of the time, it's in your hand. Oh, wow, life is not in my hands. It's in God's hands. Well, that's what I read from the quote. Uh, but a lot of it is in your hand, you know that right like well, what is the relevance to this um what is the relevance to what we're speaking about i just found it you and just i was like oh, i just liked it i was like oh this is nice you know it's actually a good one and and but a lot of time like people people forget that you are responsible for like your choices that's one of the greatest gifts that god has given us free will you know free will and then adam decided to use it to eat the forbidden fruit mm-hmm. samson decided to use it to pursue the lila mm-hmm. you know ofni and finia decided to use it to sleep with women in the Temple, mm-hmm. Joseph decided to use it to interpret dreams. Mm-hmm. Daniel decided to use it to be the best it could be. David decided to use it to fight Goliath. Jesus to sleep with other people's husbands and wives. He didn't sleep with other people's husbands. Except someone's wife. Right? No, Solomon decided to use it to get 300 wives, and 700 wives, and 300 concubines. You know, and cause them to all have of that constant interferences and interactions with demons. The, apost- the, the, the disciples decided to, yes, to follow we Jesus. Chose, we chose to call the men the demons. <laughs> That's another conversation for another day. But you know, and you see the, the good parts of it, like Paul deciding to use it to preach, the disciples deciding to use it to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, Peter deciding to use it to speak to people, Stephen decided to use it to preach. So free will is a, is, is is like the actual greatest gift and it, it, it determines a long way where you know you will go. It just shows for for we that are not God that won't, don't have insight into the heart and mind of men. It is your actions that give a very good identifier of the type of person that you are. You know? So as we're navigating life in, this, in all its complexities, it makes it a little bit easier when you can see the decisions that people are making and then you can have something to rest upon 
as compared to waiting for somebody to physically say certain words that may not hold any weight in the grand you know, scheme. You're what you do. Yeah. Right? You know, not what you did. I always yeah. say that you're not what you did, but you are what you do. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so it's very important that we, we always remember that. Yeah. yeah. Alright, Bella, how you doing? Um, man, I, I, I'm tired, of course. I'm tired just because, like, I'm just, I'm just pregnant, anyhow. So I'm <laughs> tired because of pregnancy. Um, Thank you for the work, so I'll have to edit that out of the podcast now. No, you can actually leave it in. You can leave it in. You know, you know I'm not going to be the person that is going to make some kind of random um announcements but i do feel like the relationship that we have with our podcast listeners is a bit more niche yeah and it's a bit more personal mm-hmm. so i i have no issue the truth of the matter is that i'll probably just randomly show up with a bump on instagram i'm not i'm not one of those people that is going to the most i'll do maybe if zoe wants to record something and say something i might just make her do the announcement <laughs> Because that last time, that's how quite randomly I just literally posted. I don't even know how because I found that very randomly. Like, mm-hmm. No, no, I told you. Don't say found out randomly. It was very random. The way I told you, you did not tell me like, yeah. oh yeah, you need. She to. said that recently when I I called her to tell her mm. as well. Or no, I had already told her. But when we we're talking about it, she was like, the last time I announced mm. that I was pregnant, she wasn't sure if I was joking or not, mm. and that just. Is a very good identifier of my personality yeah. because I will say things pop and plain. A lot of my friends, I've just literally said it to them the way it is, not because it's not important, but because I just don't believe in the razzle dazzle. Like I love it for other people, and I'm excited for other people yeah. that do it, but I just don't feel like it's in my personality. I'd rather have that shock factor of like, is this really how you are going to do it? <laughs> I was saying, but, I was saying, if you're not close to me or you're not really my my G, what would just happen is that we're just going to do somebody like, ah, is that a wedding ring? I'm going to be like, yeah. Yeah. I when mean, it's, it's easier and easier with women now because unfortunately, a lot of women have health conditions that do make them look pregnant. Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like people are becoming more sensitive to that. So yeah. if somebody doesn't say something, obviously, there are still the people that would be stupid. Yeah. That, or and point house random I don't, things. I don't think it's stupid. stupid. It's just just they just don't know and ignorance. That's the word. Yes. Ignorance. ignorance. And I think a lot of us, we've been there and then we now grew past it as yeah. we became more exposed or maybe we knew somebody that something like that happened to. Anyway, I'm sorry. I know I always sidetrack. But I, I would like to hope that you people just appreciate me for that. So yeah, that's pretty much what I think is ruling my mood. Mm right now and if you follow us on instagram alfred and i and you've heard this announcement we should put like a cheeky thing mm-hmm. that people should post and tag us like post on their stories and tag us in that their friends will not know what they're posting about mm-hmm. but then us that have listened to the podcast and obviously we that recorded it will know that they're talking about this my so very just, underwhelming pregnancy announcement so what you just need to do is like find a part of this podcast that you really like Right? And then use the hashtag, we've seen the nose. Uh-huh. True. Do we've just, seen the nose. Just, we've seen the nose. Yeah. Right? Just find any part of the podcast that you like or mm-hmm. something. Or put a screenshot of the podcast. Yeah, or just put a, a picture a of Bella or True. something. Of you listening to it. And, and then tell us. tag Alfred and I. Alfred's Instagram is Black Day, and mine is by Bella Fireme. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, or if you cannot find the, the uh, Instagram handles, they are usually in the description. Yes, yeah. So, just find it there. My friend does a good job with that. I do most things. <laughs>
I try. Except my business. <laughs> I will not leave this thing down. I will do the business plan. Don't worry. <laughs> because my do- already said you pay somebody. Today, so uh, it's off my hands now. Yeah. Yeah. So um. So I mentioned to Bella what the topic was going before I mentioned it. I told her I wanted her to just talk naturally, but mm-hmm. Bella, Bella is a control I mean, freak. It still won't make me prepare, but I just but, don't yeah. like the fact that you're so excited about keeping something from me. I was not excited about. I've you never were. You were like, oh my like, god, no, I, it's gonna be so intense. Rah, ta, 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 I just and I was just like because you, you said that we were on video call now. No, it was messages. It was messages. I can sense your messages. You're one of the only people that <laughs> I read the feeling in your messages correctly, and you know that. Mm-hmm. So I could tell that he was really excited in his mind. Say, it's almost like you you will not see it coming. It I said, challenge accepted. This is the question of you will not see it coming. It was more like I was excited to see I you talk about like, this. That's how I felt. I didn't say that's what. And I, I understand where the pain and the trauma of me keeping this from her is coming from. Please, can we focus on? We see. We will not get to the topic of today at this rate. It's, anyway, I don't want that. I wish you the best. Of they them. love, they love our podcast like this. Like <laughs> I wish you the bestest. Best right, of guys. Them. If you don't like what what happens here, just say okay, Alfred. You, you talk too much at this point. No, don't say people. Though. Say Alfred. It's because it's me that. Let's go back and listen to who has been speaking. Who has? Yeah. You don't want That's to go into a pregnant woman apart from give her food. Right now, I just but... feel feel violent. Mm-hmm. I should have not asked you to bring something that they are coming. Maybe it should have pacified me. All right. So, we're recording this on Friday, obviously, and this is going out on... Sunday, which is Father's Day. Father's Day. Um, so and also my wedding anniversary. And also Bella's wedding anniversary. So, please send anniversary presents to... <laughs> Abuja. Please, you're to remove this. Please, you're not going to put your address there. <laughs> that is dangerous. You don't know the people that have been checking you out since. No problem. When people show up now, next episode, they'll come, I'm telling you. Oh. Guys, I don't know why, but I just came to my house and I just saw some strange presents. <laughs> Somebody will put handkerchief now and tie it on top of a jacket or on top of a okay. vest for you. Let, let me correct that. Send gifts to t- address. Anything you send there on your own. <laughs> Abuja. Abuja. You know, so that I can I can take the ones I like and then mm-hmm. deliver the rest to you. Shout out to our amazing friend Shia as well for mm. sharing his input. I don't think we gave Eki a shout out the last time hmm. because we do have some friends that are so particular, not only about like listening, but mm. also giving yeah, us yeah. constructive like advice or at least like telling us something that they have benefited. And that yeah. means that so means much. so much. Right. Yeah. You're doing something. Especially when it comes from people you respect. Yeah. Because exactly. we also to got input from certain people that, you know, I'm not going to mention because when I was telling Bella what I wanted to actually say, she was like, it's not a good thing for a, a young person for a pastor to say, um, yeah, the things that you always <laughs> and I'm not the only one. I'm happy I'm not the only one that has seen it. Because who else? Did you not tell me that somebody else was cautioning you? We literally had this conversation today, Alfred. And you are saying who else? Now somebody talk now. They'll turn you to the uh, every pregnant woman. All right, so it's Father's Day. So very interesting. One one of the major reasons. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to, to every to all the fathers and father figures. figures exactly. So. No future father, wait for your turn. So, um, I think now this is a very good place to talk about it, right? There are so many people, there's so many elder brothers who are father figures, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you're, you're having to to be responsible financially mm-hmm. for your younger siblings. You're having to be to be a good example to yeah. them in how to conduct themselves in life and how to treat to women. Kind of stifle certain appetites, appetites that you, that you have. have, you know, in certain to have in having to be more mature than 
your age requires because you have people that look up to you because there's no other person to look up, up to, to um, respect you, you so have, much. You didn't have that and you always, you want to be that for somebody else. And then for everybody who is like myself and Bella who has lost their own father, yeah. um, I, I feel like myself and you, Bella, we've been lucky enough to have good father figures step up in our lives. Right, yeah. so, so a lot of people don't have that privilege, and True. it's not something that. And our, our fathers were both pretty tough acts to follow. Yeah. So I think that makes it more difficult for anybody that wants to be a father figure in your life because it almost makes them wonder how they how? can possibly fill in those shoes. But the people that still step up step and up. do that, regardless of whether or not they are capable of doing that, sometimes all a person requires is an attempt. Hmm. It's like for you to try. Like I I personally do have I think two father figures that I would like to acknowledge or recognize. First one is my uncle Uncle John. You've been following me for a while. You know oh. John because I post him on every birthday in November twenty first. <laughs> but aside from that, he also was in my wedding video where we were both weeping okay, aggressively. Like, yeah, you're still going <laughs> to see her. He was also like... my dad's best friend. Yeah. That's a really important thing. You'll still see him quite often. Quite often. And the second person is a new father, which is my father-in-law. Mm. A very unlikely pairing that we are. <laughs> because I feel like our personalities, I don't... God is so wonderful and he is so infinitely wise that sometimes you see like a lemon and maybe a carrot mm. and you think to yourself you look at them and you think to yourself how ca- what how does this even make sense but then by the time you make some kind of juice or some kind of smoothie the the flavors blend together and sometimes you can't really tell when one ends and, and the one other is. begins but you can still taste them separately mm. so i feel like that's how our relationship is we've gotten closer because i have now chosen to understand him for who he is mm. and i think he has also to be fair, he probably you, always, you always accepted you <laughs> probably for always accepted me for who I was. I think I was the one that was a bit hesitant. I don't think anybody really wants to welcome the idea of somebody filling a position mm. in your life. So everybody else that comes after the person that was your original father or father figure is almost a tough act to, to follow. follow. Here I agree. Yeah. And with that, happy Father's Day. <laughs>so I just want to continue off of where you started talking about people that stepped up yeah. and I think with losing my father and having to navigate the last 18 months um, and mine is, is really this 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 is the kickoff of like the, the tough week because like right mm-hmm. after Father's Day is my father's birthday right so I, I go through that and the one thing I I think became very very apparent for me is not is not so much and you said you know how our dads were had asked to follow and I think it's they had just one thing they showed up like I don't think my father did everything right all the time I I agree but he was just present you could see that he was trying yes you could see that he wanted to like like, his heart was always in the right place I see it so much in DJ as well his heart was always in the right place and I think with me with myself and one of my friends that told me that she was like you do a lot of 
annoying things, but the one thing I give you is that your heart is always, no, always in the right place. And I was like, we thank God for that. I think you're an amazing father. I think yeah. you're an amazing father figure as well. Mm. I don't, I've never really been the type of person to, I don't have, I've never had like a role model outside of my circle. Yeah. Like my dad was my role model. And after that, I was flailing for a while. Then it now became my mom. Mm. And when that space was filled, it now felt like, as I was getting introduced to somebody like you now, for example, it was like, this place is finished, but then I could now cut an extra an extra part of it and just join together. Mm. And it, it gives me a sense of completeness because I do feel like a father is a very important person in every child's life, father or father figure. There's a certain level of guidance that only somebody that you revere in that way can give you. Because at the end of the day, it's not every man that produces a child that is somebody's father, father you know it um, comes with a lot that i can never i can never really understand personally because mm -hmm. i will never be somebody's father mm -hmm. and i can never really envision what it would be like but i do feel like i have a very big space for the respect that i have for fathers that like you said are showing up showing up and why why that became very important for me was that um I never, I would, I don't know if I would say like I had, like before my father died, mm -hmm. I had a godfather because my dad is a very very weird person or is a very mm -hmm. very weird person in the sense that I, if I asked him who my godfather was, he would just be like, Jesus, you know, he would always tell me that when the time is right, you know. My dad had like a lot of friends, obviously social guy and all of that, right? Mm -hmm. Had a lot of people, and he, there's his childhood friend who. Um, who everybody went on and was like, oh, he's now Yuku's father when mm -hmm. my dad died. That, that was like his, that was, I'm not calling him his best friend, his brother. Yeah. There were people like, and all those people have shown up in different ways. But mm -hmm. over the last 20 years, there's this guy that had basically become like my dad's best friend. Right? Um, I'll call his name, Daddy Yogun. Right? He had become like my dad's best friend. And myself and him were good, but we didn't have, we didn't have a relationship. Yeah. I'll just say that, like, we're good. Like, I had his number, I had my number. When we saw each other, hi, mm -hmm. like, he's going to ah, daddy, you're going to this, 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 this. We talk, and that's about it. I would not call him on Christmas Day, I would not visit him. I would, I would only go to his house in the company of my dad. So, he and my dad were friends. That's that's it. Yeah. Right? And then, when my dad passed, around his funeral, around his memorial service, everybody came and started promising how they would abandon the family. We are mm -hmm. together, we are one. Mm -hmm. And that was it. It was, it was all words. Of course. This guy stepped up. When I say up, I cannot express to you how much he stepped up. Huh. Right? Whether it is financially, whether it is emotionally, whether it is spiritually. Like, I know, it's he very weird how... He the marks. He, he legit made it. Well, as soon as I got back to Abuja, he made the point that he came to know my house. Mm -hmm. Like, he would come and visit me. He would bring food. If he doesn't see me for three days, he will call Alfred, how are you? Every Sunday, every Sunday without fail, for a whole year, every Sunday, he will drive by my church and come and see me. Hmm. Now, people will not understand the importance of that. It is, this is the importance. Every Sunday, my dad and he, he, he and my dad used to go to like mission field together. They used to go to like villages to preach. So when they are done, every Sunday when my dad is separated from him, he'll be like, oh, he'll call me. And he'll be like, oh, he'll come and meet me. So I'll wait for my dad. He'll come meet me. So we used to see every Sunday. My dad will come see me. We'll discuss for a bit. It wasn't like he had anything to tell me. My dad just used to come and see me every Sunday. Yeah. So after my dad passed, he made it a ritual. And he would always bring bananas. <laughs> always. Like everybody in my church, like they, they were just waiting. Once I go out, they're like, where's the um, banana? Where's the banana? Uh -huh. Like every Sunday. 
you don't know how like that me and him we have we still had a lot of differences in character of but course, and over and time, an opinion as an well. opinion over time we just became so close and it's so sad that last week he lost his, his dad passed away. his yeah. dad passed and like literally he as soon as i was such a beacon like for him like i check on him every day like we i even talk house, about him you know considering the fact that he's older I mean, we know that our parents, it will still hurt them when they lose their parents. But mm-hmm. at the same time, there's a certain level of peace when it's an older person that yeah. dies. But the fact that you still acknowledge his feelings, almost like you see his inner child mm-hmm. and you can see the connection that his inner child has to the parent, the parent. I think is such a thoughtful situation. Right? Yes. And so I've been able to, like, it was when he lost his dad and I came and his wife was like, oh my God, like when you came in, it was like, ah, my son. And then we sat down and we spoke. And everybody was like, oh, he, he was like, there was a weight yeah. that I was taking. And I went back and I was thinking about because I called all my, I called everybody that knows me. I was like, see, if you guys don't want to see this guy. Like, it was, it's not just going to be, I, by Saturday I was fighting. I was like, see, if you're, there's Sunday and there's a weekend. There's mm-hmm. like a public holiday. If you guys want to see him, don't call me. And I said, I was thinking about it. And I realized that all of a sudden he had, he was the one person that actually stepped up mm-hmm. to do the father role. Mm-hmm. Right? And, I didn't ask. He's the yeah. one person. I didn't ask him. Yeah. I didn't ask him. And that's the thing about fathers. Like, they show up. Mm-hmm. So, um, once again, for every single person that has shown up for somebody. Yeah. One way or the other. Um, we really, really appreciate you. Thank you. And, and God bless you. And we are speaking as people who have um, lost our biological fathers. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's not an easy... It's not an easy thing to go through. No. And it I, doesn't get easier with time. Yeah, it doesn't get easier. That. And he asked me, he was like, how far? And I told him, I was like, see, it's been a, over a year. The pain is still the same. The thing I just learned is that you, the pain doesn't reduce in size. You just grow bigger. Yeah. So the pain becomes smaller mm-hmm. in comparison. Your heart, deep, becomes just, your heart becomes fuller with other things, other people. It doesn't take away the pain for sure, but you know, it gives you other things to look forward to. Gives you, yeah. You know, that's... And so, um, you know, it's so weird having to navigate that where I'm having to guide him mm-hmm. through all of these things. And it was with him I recognized that while the peace is there, the pain is not reduced because of the age. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're talking about how people stepped up for us. Um, I'm still going to talk about it. There are some people that haven't had nobody step up for them. And True. Our prayers are with you. And, yeah. again, our social handles are there. If you ever need to talk or you need to reach out to, to anybody... Um, you'd, you'd be better off reaching out to Alfred because I'm not good at communicating with people. I yeah. just want to get out there, but know that I'm praying for you either way. But you can reach out to me. Like, you yeah. can definitely reach out to it's me. His, it's, this is his ministry. This is, my this ministry. is, this is his whole thing. Yeah. So. so, like, we'll talk, we'll pray together. And I, the, and if the you feel the need is, for me to be involved, the best way to reach me as well would be is, through Alfred. Like, we, we are happy to put together, like, I'm always happy to, I'm happy to get you in communities of people who have, mm-hmm. who are going through similar things, who are winning through similar things. Yeah. And we always pray together. Yeah. But, um, today, what it is, is, um, I wanted to do, I wanted us to do something. Um, because for our own fathers, the fathers is, is a bit tougher for both of us because, yeah. like, we've lost our, we, we we have a chance to celebrate a lot of people. Mm-hmm. We'll have a chance to reflect on the fact that um, we don't get the opportunity to physically celebrate yeah, our biological fathers. The original people that the, made us acknowledge Father's Day. Father's Day. Um, but um, I'm, we are going to do something. You first, me, and then everybody that's listening, everybody part of the two-time family, you're going to do this. So you're going to tell us um, 
one story. Like I would cry, so this is going to be really difficult. You're just going to tell us one story that you really remember from your dad and how uh, how that story has been able to transcend through your life. Uh, um, and then you tell you tell us one thing about him if you feel comfortable. One thing about him that you don't want to take, uh, and one thing about him that you do want to take that you do want to emulate. So. Okay. Um. An interesting story about my dad. Um, when I initially moved back to Nigeria, I moved back before the rest of my family. Mm. And I started a school in Benin. Mm. And my dad, at that point in time, my whole family, I guess, at some point was preparing to come back to Nigeria. Yeah. But my dad would come, maybe have some meetings and stuff like that and go back. And they were never in Benin. But the one thing that he always did is that regardless of what was going on in school at that time, he would find a way to get me out of school and fly me to meet him in Abuja and we would spend time together. Sometimes I would just be chilling in the hotel while he's at the meeting and then when he comes back, we'll either go swimming or we'll go and play tennis or we'll just eat and talk. Because at that point in time, he's the only person that really knew that I had a lot of like social anxiety oh mm. i knew you were going to do something stupid alfred he knew i had a lot of social anxiety it was basically him and i that made the decision for me to move back to nigeria earlier than everybody else i just felt like he really saw me and he saw past me being a child like he took things that i said very seriously he mm. didn't he didn't feel like it was oh just youthful exuberance or whatever we used to have a lot of really deep and meaningful conversations. And I feel like I would understand if it was now because I feel like I'm a very deep and meaningful person now. Mm-hmm. But at that point in time, it felt like when we were together, unfortunately for my siblings, it felt like I was an only child. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why when he passed away, everybody was so worried about me. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of his friends worried about me even more so than my mom. And they were best friends. So just to show the level of, like, he was literally my everything at some point in time. Yeah. Um, One thing that I do not wish... Okay, so that's one thing I wish to emulate, first of all, mm. is I really want to make sure that I validate my children. Mm. I want them to always feel heard. It's something that I've practiced actively with my sister, Zizi, and that she really appreciates. And with my siblings in general, to be honest, I think I'm quite a validating person. Mm. Um, I try to listen to everybody because I do feel like there's some semblance of clarity that you can receive from learning from other people. But the one thing that I feel like I would not like to emulate from him is I feel like there are points in time when it felt like he was a bit distant, maybe because of his job at that point in time. Um, at different points in time, he always had he always had very high profile jobs so for long periods of time you might not see him and i felt like he wasn't really letting me i'm sure his wife knew where he was and everything like that Mm -hmm. but i feel like for children it's also important for them to have some semblance of an idea of what it was that's one thing i don't the the level of like kind of the ability to kind of detach yeah the second thing is the impression that he gave me about the relationship that he had with my mom was one that almost projected perfection and it gave me a lot of problems in the future when i was looking for my partner 
because it made me feel like I didn't see my parents argue like this. I didn't used to see like I didn't see anybody shouting at anybody. So mm. this must not be right. right. This must not be normal. Yeah, it must not be normal exactly. And for a long time, so when other people are having daddy issues based on abandonment, I was having daddy issues based on a certain <laughs> level of perfectionism Perfection. that I had seen. And it's nobody's fault. I know it's a generational thing. And us in our generation, we're being more open and honest with our children, I hope. Mm. That is what I'm doing. That's what DG is doing as well. That's definitely what Alfred is going to do as well. And that's one thing for sure that I stay clear of. Anytime I think of it, he's the he's the poster, poster boy for, for that. What an ideal partner would be. Yeah. yeah. And in as much as that perfectionism part... I had to kind of do away with it and unlearn that. Mm. I do find that a lot of the things that attract me to DG, and that's the power of a father. Yeah. The power of a father figure. A lot of things that attract me to my husband are firmly entrenched in things that I've seen with my father. Yeah. And for it's not for everybody that is a good thing. It's not. It's not. It's actually not. Because like, if you grew up with an abusive father, chances of you being with an abusive partner, mm-hmm. even if it's not physically, yeah, an emotional abusive partner, yeah. they're so high. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing about the role of a father, of a parent in general. They yeah. mold your version of the world because yeah. the your home where you grow up is a microcosm of the whole world mm-hmm. for you. So when you go outside, what is normal in your home mm-hmm. is normal out there. Mm-hmm. Which is why I talk about the fact that we have more abusive relationships in Africa. Yeah. And people don't leave them because the people that beat you the most growing up are your parents. Yeah. And the people that tell you, the only people that actually tell you they love you are your parents. Are your parents. Mm-hmm. And they tell you, I'm doing this because I love you. Yeah. So in 20, 30 years, when somebody slaps you and they tell you that they did it because yeah, they love you. You don't have to tell you. Don't you. To, you just assume. You, you, you know? yeah. yeah, but this, that, that was an amazing story. And seeing as you cried, I'm not going to share the story that makes me cry. Like I had like a lot of stories about my father. But there's That's this. Business. Sorry. Don't touch me, I'm big. <laughs> Don't be angry. I'm already angry. I was angry before we started this. I recognize, but I, I thought that, you know, talking about things that bring us joy, we help. And Can't this is bringing me joy and sadness, too. So really sadness, more like nostalgia, so, melancholy. Yeah. So when when peace was between the ages of, like, four and five, four and six, actually, I should say, she was, she was very independent, but she was also a child, so she was stubborn. Madness was still abandoning her. So there was this thing that used to frustrate my mother. It was just that peace would never be ready on time. You need to recognize that in our family, it is everybody's pet peeve. There's nobody that I know that lives on the earth, that has lived on this earth, that is more a stickler for time than my father. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I you have some friends that your father would not have liked. I have a lot, not some, a lot of friends. A lot of friends that my father would not have liked. Um, I feel like... You know how yeah, you know how I feel about like um general being on time and all of that. I I, my time consciousness and it it came from my father. Yeah, I'm not throwing shade. My mother did not have it, Mm -hmm. but you could see how she had to learn it because my dad was just not having it. So peace, so peace, peace picked peace picked up my mother's less affair behavior generally when she was much younger. And I always used to wonder, because it, it, was, it used to piss everybody off at home, because like, peace, be ready on time. And she would just not be ready. Not that she, ca- she couldn't be ready, she would just not be ready, because she'd be playing, she'd be, she was a child, she'd be distracted and all of that. Mm-hmm. So my dad used to do something. He would get up and he would look at you and say, I'll be ready before you. Like, my dad used to leave for work before we woke up. But because of peace, he would stay. And he would look at you and say, I'll be ready before you. 
and then he would jump. So he would come out and say, I finished brushing my teeth, I finished brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. Ah, my I'm going to finish before you. And he did it every single day for two years. I was I used to watch him for a while. It took me maybe months before I understood that. What because he was peace always beats him. Mm-hmm. Peace always beats mm-hmm. him. And you didn't understand and that. I don't understand that. That, that was I, the plan. I know for a fact that you can He's beat him. So what's happening here? <laughs> but peace always beats him. And he continues to do it until the point where peace will wake up in the morning and she'll be like, I'll be ready before you, daddy. And he'll still land on his bed and she'll be ready. Mm-hmm. And then he clicked. And I don't, you, I don't understand how he was able to put his own how much he disliked lateness. He was able to put it aside mm-hmm. and figure out, because he didn't do it with me. With me, it was, guy, if you're not ready, I'm go- what I'll do to you today, you'll mm-hmm. see. That's how he motivated me to get ready. That's not how he motivated peace. And it's not because he loved peace more than, I won't argue that he loved me more than peace, sir. Ah. I don't know about <laughs> however, that. however, what he was, was that he understood how he could reach peace at her level and get her to where she was. Mm-hmm. I have grown up and every single time people ask me this question, how are you How are you able to manage your friends that they are complete? You see this one is like a proper unbeliever mm-hmm. with so many character flaws mm-hmm. and you're good with the person mm-hmm. and you get the person to be able to do certain things that other people cannot. And how do you do this? How do you manage people? How is it possible that, you know, and, you know, like how is it possible that you're able to do, you know, manage all these kinds of relationships, get people in line, and even as a pastor and all of that, and it is from that that was my practical lesson of there are many ways to skin a cat. It's mm-hmm. from to my dad I learned that. Can't you like, say goats because people don't eat cats? So why would you be skinning a cat? I don't know, but that just that's sounds like torture. Yeah. So there are many ways to torture a cat. That's quite. You know, the, but there are many ways to achieve the same result. Yeah. Right. And with different people, and so I always just applied that in how I relate with every single person. I like. I understand their weakness and I meet them at their level and try to get them there, right? And that kind of lends credence to one of the things I want to I want to take from my father. But I want to talk about the thing I don't like about my dad or didn't like per se. And I have I worked on it to the point where I overcorrected, came back and I'm still working on it. Is yeah. Because he's very smart. Because he's very smart. Yeah, because he was very smart. Mm-hmm. It was hard for him to accept that he was wrong. Mm. which made it very difficult for him to say, I'm sorry. Mm. Right? Yeah. And you, would, you, you more than anybody would notice that the words, I'm sorry, are very easy for me. Like, like just, I'm sorry. Because like, I, I, growing up, that was a frustrating thing for me. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I, I have, I, I think I, I'm emulating to a good extent, but I still want to learn more, is the fact that no matter who you were, if you met my father, he will make you feel like the most important person That's you do a lot. in the world. And I'm not talking just like adults, I'm talking children. Yeah. Like baby like you know, people who come families, like people that couldn't help him. Like even if my dad my dad would interact with you like nothing else mattered That's except that. you at yeah. that point in time. Like and it was such it was such a gift because like when you see him do it to people, you just be like, Wow. You know, with baby, like children will come and like, ah, grandpa, grandpa, I'm looking for grandpa because mm-hmm. my dad made them feel special like yeah. so you would see siblings and you couldn't you couldn't tell who my dad liked more unless you were really close to my dad because he made everybody feel special and important so mm-hmm. yeah so now that we've done that um if you're listening to this <laughs> now 
so we this was interrupted because you know yeah. one of one of one of my friends became mm-hmm. like a father recently congratulations to adnan yeah whoop whoop <laughs> and daddy baby daddy uh. <laughs> i'm so excited for him like that's so interesting uh, i'm not friends with a couple yeah you on know the opposite on the side. opposite side like and it's it's so nice like adnan is one of those few people that is when I'm counting people He's that going God to has, be so embarrassed. Like, I know. About him. I'm sorry, Adnan. I'm so sorry. He's not I, really I, I sorry. He might not even hear. I, I don't know how he's going to hear because exactly. he's not going to listen. Neither is his wife. Exactly. So you know, so. I'm going to tag Bella and say tag his wife in yes. this because I need him to hear this because like he probably will never hear. But when I'm counting people that God has blessed me with in my life, mm-hmm. I think Adnan is one of those people right yeah they're, they're interesting because i've heard more than one person say this about him like he's such and that, that's the thing about adnan like like there are certain steps in my life that i've been able to take forward because of association with adnan and that's i know that's so interesting because his wife has that same exact personality right during their wedding i was so confused by the the wash of different personalities mm-hmm. that she was able to garner i was just trying to understand how we were all friends and we it was obvious that everybody here there had like an intimate relationship. It wasn't just mm-hmm. like a surface so, yeah. thing. But no, Adnan is amazing. Like, and, and he makes then, my friend happy. Yeah. Which is an important thing. Which is which, 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 which for Bella is, which for Bella is That's all I like, that's like you I don't care but you make my As friend in, happy. Like that's, that's we don't talk I mean. like a lot, but like he's he Adnan calls me so brother. Just have Adnan calls me brother and I know he doesn't in your heart. He doesn't take he's not he doesn't just throw it out. So Adnan and another person I have to shout out. Mm-hmm. When I'm doing this, mm-hmm. it's TY. 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 Yeah, because they are connected. It's a, it's a package deal. But, really the only person you mean, you not talk about Chief. No, uh, Chief is our father now. Chief yeah, is our, it's it's our, our, our happy Father's Day to Chief. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, I cannot call Chief now because the day I see Chief, Chief is going to break my head. I've not seen Chief. He blast me so much. Yeah, I've been running away from him. I've been running away from him. And it's. Yeah. it's Continue talking anyway. about TY. Yeah, TY is just like. So, like, because I met them through, like, a mutual friend, Amir, mm-hmm. right? And the way they took me into their circle and made me like one of them like T.Y. will have stuff like ah, Alfred made it because T.Y. is older like mm-hmm. our elder brother and all of that it's so it's so amazing and for somebody like me who is not one of the, the issues I have with and I have to talk about it now and that's something about my dad also that I'm trying to work on and that one is not working <laughs> I'm not learning it it's for somebody that is so given that's the thing about me I'm so given with my time mm-hmm. my energy my emotions my resources mm-hmm. when I find people who are given to me and I have nothing to give. I feel oh, I feel like I have nothing to give back in return. Mm-hmm. It's such a difficult relationship for yeah. me. So it's I hard. find myself I find myself pulling away because I'm just mm-hmm. like I'm of no like what's benefit? I'm of no benefit to you. So I'm just I like I feel like that sometimes about our relationship. Yeah. I, I feel you. like I don't know what's my benefits besides giving you a place to watch movies <laughs> with your goddaughter. So I understand that. I think I've been able to work through it. Maybe you're going to we're going to talk about it on and then you're going to like because like we're going to walk me through it because like with I, I like sometimes I feel the guilt of being distant from Adnan T Y and Chief mm-hmm. but it's almost because I'm just like these guys have their lives together and move forward like I'm not mm-hmm. I'm, I'm of no benefit to them like I'm out here just taking from them all the time like mm-hmm. if I'm with them they always feel the need to like help out mm-hmm. you know, make connections give advice mm-hmm. you know, just, just just like let me just stay on my own you know and all we of have that. To learn how to. My mom and then, that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really sure anybody, but I've, I've, aside my dad, who I felt like was responsibility, it's not like I've had people do that for me sure. a lot in my life, so it's not something I'm used to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, but back to, you know, talking about fathers and stuff, so you can, so now we're giving you another assignment, but you can still use the whole, 
um, we've seen the news mm-hmm. hashtag and just tell us a story about your father that makes yeah. you happy or put up a picture of your father mm-hmm. and take out time to celebrate them and I, I know there's this whole thing about men not being celebrated yeah. um, and, this, and how do you feel about that because like there's a thing about a lot of Mother's Day and I know I where, where like, it comes from I feel like men have been stifled a lot emotionally so it makes it uncomfortable for them when they are being celebrated and as a result a lot of people don't do it a lot of fathers don't know how to respond to their children saying i love you i had to actively teach uncle john because he has a son and i don't know if because of that guy guy relationship maybe mm. they just don't say that to each other mm. and i noticed that when we started getting closer and closer and i started saying it to him actively he initially he will not respond mm. just like okay bye and then eventually he now started saying it but he'll say it's like an accent so you know that he's like a bit uncomfortable saying it and then after a while he just started saying it and sometimes he even says it before i get a chance to say it and he also says it to zoe so i feel like a lot of men and this is not me trying to be an advocate for men because men are still trash you know for the most part but a lot of men don't get to experience being loved in an emotional way without judgment Mm. So from, from the points in time that you're young, you don't really get to experience. I mean, like I said, we're changing now. Yeah. With my nephews, every time I see them, I kiss them mm. and I hug them and I ask mm. them how they're doing. Mm. Because it's not always about anytime you see them, you start play fighting and stuff like that. It's, it's still toxic masculinity that is ruling it because a man is not really allowed to express his emotions as eloquently as a woman would. And that mm-hmm. makes it even difficult. It makes it more difficult for a man to express his emotions yeah. because he has no practice. Women are called so many different things because they have outbursts. But guess what? The outbursts that we have and things that we have that are being dramatic, it helps us fine-tune the art of emoting. Okay, like what you don't you're doing get, today? That's your business. If you don't get the opportunity to emote as effectively and as frequently as you should, it will be bottled up. And by the time somebody brings it out, exactly everybody will be scared because they it's almost be a thing of where is this coming from it's almost be a thing of like how do we respond to that and honestly like it's not the responsibility of any child to parent their parents but i do feel like it is something that we in our generation can do for our fathers Mm. is sit them down every once in a while they might not want to have that conversation Oh god, my dad my dad used to become very hostile when I take yeah. him to emotional places. He just yeah. he just become very hostile. But I think the most important thing is to let your father or father figure just know how you feel uh-huh. about them. Yeah. I don't think it's a thing of it, it should not be something that you're trying to reciprocate with a lot of Nigerian fathers especially. Reciprocating is them providing for your needs. That's it. Or calling you to check up on you. Like that's and I love that's you. It. How are you? Yeah. Do you know him? Exactly. Okay. Or dropping banana. Remember the son of who you are. Exactly. So you have to now kind of help them unlearn that. And it's a very slow and gradual process. But I think the one benefit that can come out of it is that at the end of whatever time they have left, you know that deep in their hearts, they know that they were valued. Mm-hmm. They know that they were loved. And not just loved because of what it is that they have to offer. Because a lot of men, they've worked so hard for their families that... It feels like when you come to me, then what do you want next? And that's a good balance that I try to maintain in my relationship with my with with Uncle John. Is that I still ask him for things, but it's not every time. Sometimes I just call him to check up on him and so, have other conversations. Um, 
these things you, this thing you said is is so true right and even i growing up as a man right growing up from being a boy to a man i think i maybe my father maybe my father told me he loved me three times or four and two of those were in his final year on the earth wow. um, uh, one of them is after i spent like a lot of money and he was so proud mm-hmm. and the other one was he was dying and I feel like he kind of knew that he was dying, yeah. right? But beyond, but it's not like I never felt mm-hmm. like he loved me. I mm. always felt, I always knew that he loved me. Yeah. Now I'll flip it. My mom had to constantly reassure me that she loved me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she's, she, uh, no matter how... And it's not because how... she was wicked or anything like that. It's because, like her, she had to express it because I knew she knew how to express it. Yeah. So I understood that there's one of a, her ways of ex- with, that comes with But my dad, the expectation was just that he says I love, and and I remember I just catch myself saying it a lot, like, mm-hmm. oh, how can I say my father doesn't love me? He shows me he loves mm-hmm. me every time. Every time he went to pay my school fees was mm-hmm. him saying I love you. Mm-hmm. Every time he did this, and that's fine. But I think one of the things that men struggle with and growing up, and it's something that apart from our parents, something that we have to work through with ourselves. With our own generation, because like this, that young my uncle that I, was, I was talking about. If I, first, I told him I love you. He was like, eh, mm-hmm. eh, okay, love Jesus. That, like he was like, okay, love. Like, Why are you telling me, like, my fellow man, man that I love you? Love you. Every, every time I tell my dad I love you, be like, okay, 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 that's good. Mm. <laughs> that's his that's response. What Uncle John, before he would try and rush up, he like, okay, said, okay. no, I <laughs> said, when I say that because I mean it, then what do you say back to me? Kind of the way I talk to Zoe. My dad will lose it on your head. Be like, um, but you, you are a guy. You get, and that's the problem too. You, you are, right? Women so, are, it's easier for a woman to, to get do, emotions out of a man than, than, than for a fellow man, man, be you the child or, or the father, the father. Said, to get emotions out of And I think one man. of the things, Chris Rock said something. He was like, oh, women are loved unconditionally and men are loved on the condition that they provide. That's not. It's not true. It's entirely. not. It's not. It's not accurate. But I get what yeah, he was I get, saying. Yeah, I guess where he's coming from. This is what it actually because is. Because the expectations of women are very little. This is what it actually what is. The right. Are on men. I have never heard anybody say, "But he's your father." Mm-hmm. But this is what they say. Regardless, your mother, your mother can regardless never of what it's not. Even, it's not even that. Regardless of what your anybody's mother has done, they refer to one thing. They say, but she carried she you in her womb for nine, nine months. months. You see that she those nine months, she she when breastfed you. How can you say that that person? So, like literally, her. people will tell she's you that this, you, you on the same show where somebody was talking about how somebody's father is a no good piece of, mm-hmm. you know, and he's a useless person. The same show somebody was talking about his mother. I said, how can you somebody say his mother is a witch? Mm-hmm. That somebody that bet me is a witch. Mm-hmm. If, if the witch said, let her eat me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you see the? Yeah. Like she can do no wrong simply because you're set up. And that is unfortunate because things like that benefit both sides negatively yeah there's so much pressure on women mm-hmm. to have this whole concept of perfection about them as well that they will never meet, meet. Up with. and then in the future men are looking for their mothers in their partners and then the person that already does not exist except through your eyes, eyes. You yeah want the you person want person to actually exist in somebody that doesn't have experience so and it's so crazy. it's crazy and what happens with men is that men for men for women there's a spectrum mm-hmm Right? There's actually a spectrum. It's, she did her best. She's this, she's that. It has its negatives and its positives, obviously. But for men, you're either good or bad. Sure. So, and, and don't get me wrong, I would never defend him. Right? 
but it's really simple. The amount of counsel that was put on R. Kelly, regardless of what she did, would never put an amber head. True. Right? Because, and it's for one reason and one reason only, because she's a woman. Mm-hmm. Because, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, don't get me wrong, like, R. Kelly's a rapist, and I feel like he gets, he should get everything that is coming to him. Yeah. But in whatever group, if R. Kelly came out today, different standards. Yeah, the sure. different standards. Like, what, even if he came out and gave his life to Christ, gave his everything mm-hmm. he had to charity, and decided to be a missionary, he, it's permanent transformation. It's, it's permanent, right? Mm-hmm. So for a man, it's, it's, it's this. It's either you are a, you are a provider or you're a useless man. Mm-hmm. There's no he's trying his best. Yeah. It's either you are a present father or you didn't care about your family. Mm-hmm. It is either you are There's a wicked no father to leave or... Because of his mental health. He wasn't happy in the situation that like, he was in. Do you get... So it's you, you have this... Or so that's why there's so that. many that's why the suicide rate for, for men, men is so extreme yeah, and the pressure is so high yeah. and here is why because he can't say he's tired him we've been taught that him telling you i love you is not enough it mm-hmm. is he has to buy the toys he has to take you to the best schools mm-hmm. you have to be comfortable mm-hmm. and all of that mm-hmm. so i feel like that's some kind of um pressure that is yeah. unfair so if you have any father figure mm-hmm. here's what i think we can do right now if you can bring out your phone you can write a message to them you can call <laughs> what am i supposed to tell you tell them that just tell them that perfect or imperfect that you appreciate them for just being there uh-huh. that inside the fight they stuck you know so i'm sending you know a message i'm sending a message so you guys should do the same do the same thing i'm sending a message to my own Godfather, you know, I'm telling him that what I appreciate most for him over the last 18 months is that he constantly showed up. Uh He didn't have all the answers. In fact, sometimes he didn't even know what the questions were. As in, but he kept showing up. Yeah. Like last year around my dad's birthday, he called me and and from his voice I could tell that he had been crying because he loved my like he cried like that's like Uncle John as well. I know he had been crying every birthday, every anniversary. He had been crying and he called me and was like, even on his birthday. You know, he was like, good oh boy, how far? Like, I'm fine. I said, how you did? You know, I said, today, that's, that's how he went. Today, I have a bad birthday. I was like, yeah, it is. I was like, how are you? I was like, how I am is unimportant. How are you? Like, have you spoken uh-huh. to your mom? And he, and one of the things I appreciate about him most, and this is almost like it, that you appreciate something. <laughs> yeah. point, is that he didn't let me be, he didn't, he didn't let my relationship with my mom suffer. He would always tell me, he would be like, see, I know how your mom and your dad were, right? Yeah. So you have to check up on have you checked up on your mother? You have to do this, you have to do that. Remember that, you know. And he didn't make it seem like oh, it's your responsibility or something that he must do. He was like, Okay, if your father was alive, he wouldn't let you do this. So even when my mom is upsetting me, I would just go straight to him and be like, see what this person is doing. And he would always of course he wouldn't handle it at my dad. But he because he would just automatically well, maybe he handled it at my dad. Because he just take myself. <laughs> just be like, Hey, mama cannot be wrong. That's mm-hmm. what I know. Mm-hmm. You know, but he would still find time talk to her you know and all of that so it's it's really really good and you're still sending your own message yeah. you're going to make uncle john cry even it's as i'm good. typing it sir. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know and lastly there, there are certain people that i want to talk about and this is because i have if you i know a lot of people because i'm a pastor obviously and because i'm also a friend of people i know some people who don't have the best relationships with their father. Yeah, same. And this is a very, very tough one to crack. It is. 
right? Because there's a, there's a Christian side of me, but there's the side that first things first, I have to acknowledge that um, it's it's not something I wish on anybody. Yeah. To have, I'm refraining from using the word deadbeat. To have a father who your relationship is less than ideal with because of things that your father has or is doing, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I also want to tell you something that my father told me when he was alive. And he used to, he used to always say, he said, what you, he, he, he would always sit me down and because we had a lot of conversations, he'd be like, Alfred, what you hate, you become. And what you forgive, you let go. He was like, the worst thing that can happen to you is to go on and live a horrible life because of mistakes that I have made. Mm-hmm. And that's something that is <clears throat> so powerful for me. And unfortunately, some fathers have and still are making mistakes. Yeah. Right? And whether for better or worse, they would face the consequences for those mistakes. But you shouldn't have to suffer those consequences too. Yeah. And the only way that I think, because I don't know, I have no experience with this, so it's not something I can really talk about mm-hmm. with, you know, a lot of authority, but because I, I'd always say it's easy for you to tell someone to forgive when it's not you that you're offended, yeah. you know? Um, and I don't believe that any, like, there are certain things that if you know about your father that's doing them, it's just nobody else is doing them. Mm-hmm. But rather than continually have expectations of somebody that's going to constantly disappoint you, fine, because one of the things that that will give you trust issues. I'm very certain of that. I've mm-hmm. seen it, right? You have trust yeah. issues with people around you yeah. and everything. It's, it spreads like a virus. Like a virus. But there are people that have constantly shown up for you, right? You need to be able to find father figures that you can rely on, that you can trust, right? And then you need to stop lowering your expectations because this one is what I see a lot. A lot of people, I, I've heard this so many times from so many people. Right, they go. If my own father does not love me, why, why am I expecting somebody mm-hmm, else to? Mm-hmm. Because you're an amazing person. Yeah. Because you are also you're, you're, not, you're great. not. Your value is not determined by any other human being on this earth, regardless of how close they are to you. Your value is determined by the one that actually made you, not the person to whom they used to facilitate your creation. The person that actually created you mm-hmm. is the only person in which, and obviously, it's easier said than done. I feel the same way, not in a fatherly way, but in in how I feel about my relationship with my extended family. But I always have to constantly remind myself that sometimes, first of all, you don't choose who births you. Mm-hmm. You don't choose who you're related to. But there are so many people around you that see so much value. And sometimes you push them away because you're looking towards the ones that don't see it. Like you, you, you It's difficult for you to see the ones that are in front of your face because you're actively searching for the ones that don't actually want mm-hmm. you. And there's there's something that I actually posted on my Instagram that I saw, and I felt like they were shouting at me, so let me look for it. Yeah. So it basically said, my therapist told me, some people, especially your family, will choose to remember and recognize only the version of you that, held the most, they, that they held the, the most power, power over, no matter how long it's been or no matter how much you've changed. Obviously, this is another sphere of the conversation, it's yeah. not just about you being abandoned on you just being devalued, but sometimes it does become increasingly difficult for the people that are in those positions to feel 
levels of respect towards so you because they would prefer you to be a certain way. Yeah. And when you're not that way, you do have to you have to realize or you should realize because nobody can force you. You're a girl man, you're a girl woman. Mm-hmm. Or otherwise. Um, but it would be helpful for you to realize that these people cannot determine the trajectory of your mm-hmm. life. And if you do leave your, the trajectory of your life in the hands of other people, you'll regret it for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. So like um, like she said, you actually regret it for the rest of your life. And one of the... It's not worth it. So the rest of your not, life is a long time. It's a long time. time, right? And you'll be playing with your like eternity. So this is one of those episodes where I'm going to quote more than one scripture because it's, it's very important um, that I explain this thing to you mm-hmm. very well. Um, a lot of us are looking to our early fathers to fulfill something that they just are not capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And in in my father being gone for a while, I kind of realized that, right? Um, that there's a more perfect person that is interested in also being your father. Yeah. And he has always been your father. Yeah. And obviously, you know, I'm talking about God. Of course. Right? Um, in Romans 8, it says that we have not received the spirit of bondage against fear, but we have received the spirit whereby we cry up our father. If you read through the New Testament, he kept calling us children. Children, I'm your father, your mm-hmm. father. And he's not saying it in sense of, like, you know, I am a judge and all of that. On Sunday when I was privileged to speak at church, I was saying that, you need to understand that the king of this universe, the creator, the master, everything, he's so concerned about you that he said he numbered the hair on your head. That's how concerned. In Hebrews, we said he says that we have a high priest who is not, who does not feel how we feel like he's not mm-hmm. impervious to feeling those things because he was in like like us he came and he lived like us because it was important that he experienced he understood he understand he understood and understands everything that you're going through right and he's always there for you um matthew 7 i think it is verse 11 right um i love it very much um every single time i'm speaking now i'll read um verse 9 10 it says what man among you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Mm-hmm. Or if he asks for fish, will give him a serpent? He says, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, mm. how much more your father that is in heaven. Like, I need to understand that literally God is dying to love you. You don't believe me? John 3.16 it says, for God so loved the world that he, he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And I don't know if you've ever heard me preach or speak about John 3.16, mm-hmm. but allow me to break it down for you today, if you will. We, are, we know in John chapter 1 and verse 1 that the word was God, mm-hmm. right? And we are established that the word is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So if Jesus Christ is the word and the word is God, then that means that Jesus Christ God. is God. Mm-hmm. So everywhere you see, and Jesus Christ is the only begotten son of God. Yeah. So everywhere you see the only begotten son of God, just you can just, I'm talking about God. So this is it now. For God so loved the world that he gave himself. himself. Mm-hmm. Do you understand it now? Like God literally came down to die just to show you how much he loves you. Mm-hmm. So I, I recognize that it's very difficult because you you will be saying now, like, Alfred, then so what? Like, he's not going to pay my school fees. <laughs> he is. Sure. You know, he's not going to be there for me when I am sad. And he is. How do I know? Because I've had me no too. choice yeah, me too. but to go to him. Me too. Right? 
so many things that have happened that have just been so completely out of human hands for me personally that it's it you know when you have those it can only be god situations i've had so many of them i don't i don't believe that one should restrict themselves by thinking that it's only human beings that can provide for you it. know and this is how god handled me right it was in the past year i went through some of the darkest times of my life and i got to a point where i'd been to, i've been to therapy i've been friends everything and it just felt like that hole was just getting bigger and so heading towards my birthday period i started to go on a fast and it wasn't the it wasn't the it wasn't the god come and provide for me or god come and help me fast it was it was um like you have to show up for me because mm-hmm. i don't get what's happening mm-hmm. and right after that i remember at the end of that i kept I kept hearing, you will be all right. Mm-hmm. You will be all right. And I told you I went through periods where I felt like I was not hearing from God. Yeah. Where I had nothing, like I would pray and nothing, to. nothing to hold on to. And in that time when I, when no man could save me, God legit, legit showed up for me in ways that I cannot understand. Like I started getting directions. I was like, okay, this thing you're doing, stop doing this. I will bless this. And he blessed that. And what it was is that I first started to learn to trust him with the big things. Mm-hmm. the ones that human beings could not help me with mm-hmm. that was first and then so when let's say human beings were capable of four i went to him with ten he did ten so i was like okay if I trust him, let's try nine mm-hmm. right so the, the problem that i had was that i real i was using my faith for the big things yeah and using my brain for the small things yeah. when what god wanted was he showed me i can do the big things but I, 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 I want, it's not that I can't, I As want to I do the small to. things. If you just let me, if you, if you trust me with this, right? And so I started to do that. And God has been constantly and consistently my father. And what I am trying to do today is introduce you to your father. So whether your father's alive or he's moved on or he's not in your life. The original father he, remains. He has been, he has been here before you were born. And he desires so much to love you. And all that's all he wants. That's all he wants. His entire thing is... He has moved mountains, created sun, moon, stars, morning, night, space, water, for your benefits, just to show you love. Mm. Everything on this earth is dedicated. Envision it as a painting that is literally inspired by and dedicated to you personally. That is the relationship that one should seek out with God because that's the relationship God wants with you. Our relationship with God is not a cut and dry. Yes, we are all reading the same word. We both, we all have access to the same word. But the way that God interprets it is so different to everybody. But all you do have to do, I feel like a lot of people make their relationships with God more complicated than they need to be. Sometimes you just have to be patient. For the whole month of April, <laughs> funny coincidence about that man. But for <laughs> the whole month of April and even like the end of March, all I kept on asking was like, I just wanted to learn how to be grateful. I just wanted to learn how to appreciate. During that period of time, I was not asking for anything. I was intentional about not asking for anything and just thinking. The most I would do is maybe think for something in advance, but even that I seldom did because it was the first time in a long time and it was inspired by my husband asking me one day when we just had had such a bad day. So many things had happened wrong in the house. There was the whole life situation for 
and stuff like that and we sat down and we're thinking about what we're grateful for and after that it just sparked something in me that i really need to be thanking god more for the things i'm grateful for because things i'm grateful for are actually a lot they're a lot they don't feel like a lot when other things other bad things are happening but mm-hmm. they are quite a lot. Very lot and i just i mean my husband doesn't listen to the podcast Mm-hmm. and everything but he is an amazing i feel like i should have said this in the beginning i just didn't want to take away from from that but i do feel like we need to give a lot of younger dads yeah. a lot of credit as well i've never seen somebody interact with their child the way that dg interacts with zoe up to the point that as of now so if he's just he's convinced that she doesn't rate him because of all the things that he's willing to do with her mm. he's the one that will dance with her he's the one that will randomly take her to get ice cream he asks her questions they have conversations, conversations. and she it's, wants it's, him not to tell because shit yes exactly she wants him not to fight or anything like that he actually listens they have such a sweet and pure and beautiful relationship and i'm really proud of him for pursuing that relationship with her especially from early on Mm-hmm. one thing i will say about my husband is that he's extremely consistent sometimes it takes him a while to get into something mm. but you are rest assured that once he starts on that path and i think it's so important for you i think this is something that you know for anybody that hopes to be married and have children i think you should look for in your partner there's a sense of stability that you want for your children that can only come from a particular type of person be it you or the partner mm. but in this case because this is father's day i just feel like you know yeah on behalf is of an, zoe is an and amazing child that has been inserted into me <laughs> um i really do appreciate yeah. you babe and not that you hear it once again unless he i hear it for him because i don't, I will make sure I don't he know how he actively watches all my youtube videos even to my discomfort but does not listen it doesn't to, rate me at all. It's just me that it doesn't rate. Sure, sure. That's why. <laughs> That's why he has in his house and he's <laughs> insulting each other about football. He definitely doesn't rate uh, you. Pooping. Mm-hmm. I God. I think being friends with you and DG, it's it's so amazing for me because I, I take notes like his relationship with Zoe, right? And more than anything, I'll tell you one of the things that I love about the relationship with Zoe is that he puts in the work, mm-hmm. so he doesn't he doesn't make her meet him where he is, mm-hmm. and I see that with a lot of fathers. And that's it's that your dad yeah. did as well that you were talking. That I'm talking about, about. and I, I, that there's nothing that I respect more than that. Like he comes to her level, mm-hmm. so there's certain times I see her, she's telling him something like, "Daddy, this is," and you can see that what she's saying makes no sense, but he would indulge. Like, are you serious? And he would follow through, and mm-hmm. he would, like there was this day I could see that he had like a lot and. Now I'm telling you the story. Like, mm-hmm. He said he had a lot going on. He was going somewhere. He was going somewhere. And so I was like, Daddy, see. And he didn't look, but he was like, Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Really? Tell me. He still she, valid. He was like, Yes. He said, Okay. He said, I'm going out now. Okay. And she was like, Okay, Daddy, come back. And he was like, Sure. And that's, yeah. that is because he puts in the effort, mm-hmm. right, to come to her level and make and her feel. It's so interesting because it's the same thing with the overcorrecting. That is certainly not the relationship he had with his dad. His yeah. dad was always busy as well. Mm-hmm. And I can tell that in, in as much as they love each other very deeply, their relationship, there's still some formality to it. And yeah. I can tell that he actively tries to not have that situation. Mm-hmm. Like he tries to be involved. Yes, he doesn't remember most of her friends' names, but he will ask her as many times as he needs to. You know, 
And there's 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 a thing the to be said for that she that she gave him from Father's Day today from school. Mm-hmm. They sent them home as soon as he came. See the plastic. Yeah, sure. He went to go and change to the shirt. <laughs> well, so I was like, now nah, wow, yeah, it's nice. nice. You know? And the, I think for me, and I, I think I'll close on this before. Yeah, um, because you've been extending this thing. You know, so this I, I is love one it. of the longest ones we've the, done. Yes, fathers deserve it. To be fair, they do. Um, I think the one thing I'll say is that I don't think we give. The older generation enough credit for how great how yeah. great they are as fathers yeah. and here's why if you if they sit you down and tell you their relationship with, with their, their fathers family. some people only used to see their father on sunday when they are going to church everybody's father that i know had a separate living room where they mm-hmm. just entertain their friends even rooms and, and then they'll just drive mothers had separate, separate rooms, rooms. And, and once their father when they hear their father's horn from uh-huh. the gate everybody's morning and, and, and the father Kelter, ate a different Kelter. meal uh-huh. and all of that so this is different plate what people don't know, and like that's why every time i watch like, my, my dad and my dad's father passed when he, he was 12 mm-hmm. and i know but he was intentional like yeah. that from where he and his father were to where me and him were, it was such a leap mm-hmm. that we were assume that we were doing amazing now. By the time our kids would start telling us, they'll be like, oh my God, my father doesn't yeah. listen to grunge music. Yeah. I don't know what grunge music is, but that time is going to come. No, you are just too old. <laughs> you can say that. I there's grunge music. Just get off. No, is it grunge? Honestly, of I'm course. asking. There's grunge of music. Course. Hey, it's like a type of like rock now. What's wrong with you? God help all so of us. So you thought you were just making it up? I thought. I honestly oh thought I was goodness. making it up. You must think you're Jesus. <laughs> anyway, with that being said, um, scripture for today. Um, let me just open that up. I think it's Psalms. If I'm not mistaken, it's Psalms fifty, Psalm sixty-eight and verse five, where it says, "He's the Father." Of the fatherless and the protector of the widows god in his holy habitation so i don't know where you are and what you're thinking but there's a father for you as pastor dr paul nature would say um pastor doctor yes. no professor that's no he's not professor it's pastor dr paul nature okay. um, like there's there's a lot of power in the spirit of god you should use it